We're going to reminisce about bygone bars in Louisville. Why? Because 2020 sucks and we miss bars. The Access Louisville podcast is next. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. Hey there. Haley Coffin. Hi there. Shay Van Hoy. Hey. And Brooke Timmons. Hi. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that... One of our longtime podcasters here has some professional news to share, and it's Brooke. So, Brooke, what's up with you? You're, uh, you've got a new job, right? I do have a new job. Uh, so our company has made a shift in how we design our papers, and um, I have joined our national design desk um, as a senior designer, and I actually don't work with the local paper anymore. Um, I know. I design, what a I know. It is. It's so <laughs> sad. Um, I'm actually designing for Wichita and Dayton and our Atlanta papers. So, um, kind of this, this was my first week on the new job Mm. and there was a lot to learn. Like I have so many emails from people that I don't know who they are in my inbox right now. (laughs) I'm like, Hey Stacy, what's up? Uh, So, um, it's, it's a lot to learn, but I think it's, it's going to be a great move. Um, So just like the learning curve, you know, we had a meeting this morning with my team and, uh, we were like, so how'd the first week go? And we were all like, yeah. And I, you know, I just came in and I was like, there was a learning curve. This inevitably was going to be, um, a challenging week just because we have people doing new things. Yeah. Because we have, you know, obviously a different person designing, uh, Louisville business first this week. Um, and I thought, uh, thought it showed like it's, you know, you definitely had a style when you were designing Louisville Business First. And when we, when I looked at today's, or, you know, the edition that comes out on Friday, it looks different. Like it doesn't yeah, look it like looks different. something you designed. So. Yeah. And every, you know, we were talking about that um, on our call. Every designer has a different style. I mean, just like how you dress, you know, mm-hmm. you have your own style. Designers have their own style. So Louisville um, is going to look different. Uh, I, you know, I have a complete faith in the two designers that you guys have. They're um, they're fantastic. Uh, so it's just, you're going to see some difference, um, in the paper moving forward. Well, I'm actually literally wearing a guns and roses t-shirt, so I don't know that I have style, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you do, man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but you're still going to podcast with us, right? You still live in Louisville. Yeah, I still live in Louisville. I'm still reading, um, everything you guys do. And I even peeped in on your headline sheet the other day. And, oh, no. uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, st- I guess you can still like monitor, our chat right like you're still in yeah i i'm still in your team so i pop in i'm popping in and out and looking at stuff (laughs) i i sent sarah a message the other day and was like girl look at all those headlines (laughs) on the sheet way to go yeah so um so yeah i'm still here i'm still around cool 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 all right well uh that's what's new with brooke and uh you know me and Jason kind of referenced something was changing last week. So I wanted to give her a chance to come on and tell everybody about it. Um, I didn't spoil anything last week. Don't worry. Nobody gets to the end of the show, man. Like there's two people (laughs) listening at that point, but uh, 
<laughs> um, uh, let's see here. But we we also we had a fun story this week, and you know, it's 2020 has been such a um, difficult year uh, that we kind of came up with this idea of uh, reminiscing about old bars in Louisville and what has become of them now. And the reason that we started thinking about that was because the former um, O'Malley's Corner space at Second and Liberty just got a new use. So I started thinking, you know, okay, well, what's this become? You know, what has Phoenix Hill become? What is all some of these other old bars that I remember when I was growing up become? And uh, Haley, who's our uh, uh, restaurant and, uh, and bar reporter, put together a nice list of, these kind of bars around town that people remember and, uh, and what, what's there now. So it's kind of a then and now, um, kind of columns. What all bars did you cover for the story, Haley? Yeah. So, uh, we limited it to bars that have closed (laughs) permanently and been redeveloped into, uh, into new concepts. Um, I know there are definitely more bars than what we listed in the article, but we tried to limit it to uh, some big name bars that have closed and been redeveloped into different concepts. Um, So on the list, in addition to O'Malley's Corner, was Jim Porter's Good Time Emporium, uh, Trixie's Entertainment Complex, Phoenix Hill Tavern, Twilligans? Is that how you say it? Did I mess that up? Twilligans. That was before my time, but I had heard of it. So, Uh, Thunderdome and Have a Nice Day Cafe, Jillian's, and Yucatan Liquor Stand um, slash Confetti, which they were dueling bars. But I I forgot that Confetti existed. (laughs) (laughs) Just for uh, everyone's reference on this podcast, I am uh, 27 years old, and (laughs) I did not make it to any of these places before they closed. I I was likely making poor Haley like do all our reminiscing for us. Well, I had I had a good time going back and uh, looking up some of these places, so it was fun for me. But if anyone takes issue with like. Why didn't you mention this place? It's because I was in diapers, like probably when it was in its heyday and have no idea what you're talking about. So um, just for reference. For reference, I'm in my early 30s and I didn't make my make my way to most of these places. I made it to at least half of them, I would say. Well, more than that. (laughs) Unlike Haley and Brooke, I will not reveal my age, but I can say (laughs) I pretty much went to every place on that list, except if you're listening, Mom, I I, I didn't go to Trixie's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I never went to Trixie's. I had an overwhelming feeling of a pending hangover and regret as I was reading that story. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of good places, I guess. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm 40 and I went to about half of these places. Um, Phoenix Hill um, operated into the well into the two thousands and I was kind of in my twenties in the two thousands. So I went there many times uh, and I lived near there for a while. And it was like um, a lot of my, friends uh, who would visit from my hometown of Bardstown, uh, they'd come up and they'd be like, well, what do you want to do tonight? Well, let's go to Phoenix Hill. It's across the street. And, uh, um, and, and that was like, uh, that probably wasn't its heyday. Its heyday was probably in the nineties or something, but, um, or even earlier, maybe the eighties. Uh, but you know, it was still pretty kicking at that point. And it, it, it had something for everybody. You, you could, you had the dance club and you could go up to right. that little room. They have blues and oh, I, 
It's yeah. like it was like one of the five bars in one kind of concept. They had yeah. like a, a rock band in like the main room when you walked in, and then the tiki like bar. Say, uh, yeah, tiki bar and upstairs dance club. I don't remember anyone like dancing at the dance club. It was just like <laughs> it was yeah. like a it was like a sixth grade uh, middle school dance, but everyone was drunk. <laughs> they just hung out on the sides. <laughs> uh what else did you say jim porter's i never made it to jim porter's um me neither i've been um, i saw uh i spent went there a couple of times but the one i remember was i saw a band called not a surf who still oh, around yeah. I love music. Not a surf. they played yeah. jim porter's and there were about 70 people there and i think more than half of them were just people that were at jim porter's that night they just happened to be there and didn't know this had no idea about playing. the band <laughs> and what I remember, yeah, what I remember about Jim Porter's is that I think to get in the door, like you had to have your ID and you had to have on jean shorts. That was like the, the rule to get in. <laughs> the I'm dress sorry, code. you need to put those words together. It's jorts. <laughs> yeah, they're called exactly. jorts. <laughs> jorts. <laughs> yeah. but I do really miss that scene though, when you had the, you know, you had the clubs at Double as kind of a, you know, a, a, an entertainment place where you could catch bands. There's still some places like that, like, you know, Zane Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got like, um, What's what's that bar and um, God, his name's escaping me. But you guys, you guys go there all the time. I've been there once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's one? a German town. Zanzibar. It's very popular. Ger- uh, yes, Zanzibar. Thank you. Um, yeah. I was like, come on, people who have lives, <laughs> shout out the name of this bar for me, please. Well, uh, you got places like that, right. which is like that's a bar and restaurant, and they also mm-hmm. have, you know, a place for live shows. And obviously, it hurt this year because mm-hmm. of the um yeah. the pandemic but yeah you have places like that in town now um what happened to like the giant five and one type places though I, why are those not popular anymore well you know prior to the pandemic i would assume that there's just way too much overhead like if you have a couple bad nights in a row like it would cost just way too much to keep open true with all yeah. the staff and all the lights and paying paying the bands and that type of thing maybe but i mean it worked in the 90s but maybe the overhead got higher or something like that and plus like the real estate i was gonna say the real estate i mean to have like phoenix hill was in a former warehouse phoenix hill tavern is in a former warehouse and it was just massive compared to a lot of the bars that are in town now which are more like uh you know they're they're focused on what they are they're focused on being a cool hipster bar or a cool brewery or a cool uh, live venue. They're not trying to be five different things. Well, I think, I think it's become popular to become one of these like hole in the wall places. It's like kind of oh, obscure. Yeah. The dive and is like, like, yeah. Well, the dive is like fashionable now. Like yeah. people, people want to be a part of something that they think is unique and small and different and cool (laughs) and maybe these big places were just like too mainstream for the hipsters these days i don't (laughs) know i would say so yeah definitely like everyone's looking for that authentic experience yeah uh there's nothing more authentic than jorts at uh jim when in o'malley's too like you're talking about age and not being able to go in but if you remember you could get into O'Malley's before you were 21 and they would put like an X on your, you know, hand to like, don't, you know, don't serve this person, which of course then you immediately went into the bathroom and washed that off. And (laughs) it was not very security. Like it was not 
I'm not security. Bathroom. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Wash it yeah. off. Wow. <laughs> then you had a big red spot on your hand from like rubbing it yeah. so hard. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just a, uh, I think it's like akin to the malls, you know, like, you know, the everything to everyone, like you all were saying is out of fashion now. And it's like, you want to go to a place that's, you feel like you, that's the only place you can go. And I mean, mm-hmm. Jim Porter's and, and Phoenix Hill were owned by the same people and had a very similar feel and, you know, um, kind of, uh, the whole, and they closed at the same, the exact same time. Like <laughs> basically that. 4, 4 a.m. Oh, I thought you threw <laughs> I mean, shut down, but yeah, 4 a.m. They did close. <laughs> Maybe 5 a, I feel 5 like people are looking for that cheers experience these days. Like they want to be their regular and they want their bartender to know them. And, um, so I think that's why these like smaller places are, are thriving. I think like so. Applebee's. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I kind of missed the anonymity. The anonymity. I'm kidding. Anonymity. Anonymity. Yeah, um, I kind of missed that. Like going to bars in college and stuff, and you could just show up and like not have to worry about seeing ten people that you know because everybody's yeah. there different. I don't want to go where everybody knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go and disappear. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see here. So, um, you know, I, I don't think I, I threw, threw out a few names there. Sorry to stutter. Um, I threw out a few names there, but, um, I don't think anybody else did. So was there a favorite of these old places that you, that you really liked? And they, they don't have to be ones on our list. If there's a place you remember that maybe we didn't cover. I, I loved personally, like one, one day, uh, I'll pick out one day of the year at Phoenix Hill. And that was the chili cook-off which was a mm-hmm. magical thing because for one, it was free. Like you didn't have to pay anything. You just showed up and people like you could go around to like 50 different booths and get chili. So it also brought like, it was this cool dynamic because you had uh, also like kind of some of the homeless population would show up cause it was a free meal. So it was like a drunken mixture of people. And, and soon after I moved to Louisville, I went to the chili cook off and um, I didn't know this about bars in Kentucky, but like I took my chili and I went inside to listen to a band and I'm sitting next to like a five-year-old kid at the bar um, because in Indiana, you can't do that. It's the bar separate from the restaurant. I'm like, there's a kid here and I'm drinking a beer and it's <laughs> four in the afternoon on a Sunday. And he's Yeah, I think I went to that chili cook-off. It was super weird with like, they would just open it up and like, right. it was like a family restaurant for an afternoon. But so a soft spot for Phoenix Hill. <laughs> I'll name a I, bar I that's... Well, go on. I was going to say, I, I didn't make it to any of those, and all the bars that I went to are still open. So, like, the back door and O'Shea's. Now, that's and- a bar that's stuck around for a long time, and, like, Bambi yeah. Bar. So there's yeah. still some that have, like, stuck around for many, many years. Um, I, my favorite bar when I was in college was Barrett Bar, which oh, that's is a great place. still open now, but it's a different Barrett Bar. Do they still have, like, uh, billiards and stuff there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's different ownership, but maybe it's the same kind of concept. It was just like a cool place to, uh, uh, shoot pool. And, uh, and it was, it was real small. It wasn't a, a big five in one bar or anything. I think it probably still has that same kind of vibe. So they have an awesome, uh, side patio too. Outdoor. Yeah. Yeah. They had like a back patio. Uh, mm-hmm. and then there was a place down beneath it called Baritones. Uh, but I think that's gone now. Right. I, I think that's done. That was like a live music. Wasn't that like yeah, a live music? Yeah, it was like a live spot? music. Uh, yeah, that's not there anymore. I don't think yeah. that, was, that was like mid-2000s probably. Um, all right, anybody else? I don't want to cut anybody off. 
Well, I, I didn't grow up in Louisville, so I didn't really go to any bars here. I just moved here um, pretty recently. But uh, I wanted to mention that I used to go to this music venue called Boney Junes in Evansville, <laughs> Indiana. And they had so many like nationally touring uh, punk slash metal rock bands that would go through there. And like all of these bands like blew up after, I don't know, the 2008 emo phase. Um, so I just had a really good time <laughs> getting to see all of these uh, touring musicians um, that would come to like these hole in the wall places and you can be like right up next to them, which is probably what like Shay was describing with Not A Surf or, you know, from what I read, <laughs> uh, Twilligans, Twilligans? I can't Twilligans. say it. <laughs> Twilligans. Um, <laughs> having like Pearl Jam and Red Hot Chili Peppers just show up at this like little bar. I know um, that must've been so cool. And then obviously those bands were in the nineties. So I was, I was too young to see them at, at a place like that. But I mean, the fact that there was like those kind of bands playing on Bardstown road, it's really awesome. So I did well, yeah, go through like, my, uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, I, I did go through my, my dance club phase that that was like, David referenced that was one of the kids on the sidelines just taking it all in with my brother but <laughs> places like Yucatan liquor stand and have a nice day god they were just I mean they were just packed huh. we just went through this I mean they were just crazy I was gonna just, ask what have a nice day cafe was that like a disco oh my thing god. or yeah it was kind of a it was kind of a retro 70s. dance place yeah 70s but then attached to that I can't remember was I confetti that, no that was a Yucatan Oh. Have a nice day. I think was uh, there were like a couple of dance clubs. Yeah, that, but I thought, I felt like music. there was something else though. Because yeah, Thunderdome had the concerts, but I felt like Have a Nice Day. There was something else attached to it where it was more your traditional dance club. Where it was hmm. great. That, that and that whole block was just nuts. Yeah, Have a Nice Day is a chain too. Because there was one in I don't know if it's still in Indi- Indianapolis, but there was one downtown in Indianapolis right. around the same time. I remember the radio ads for all of these, like, you know, yeah, I'm like 11 That's years old and I'm listening place. to oh. DJX, you know, and <laughs> I'm hearing the, the ad for, you know, um, all of these different places. So our, our advertising, their- <laughs> sorry, I was going to say our advertising director, Doug James, emailed me after the story came out and was like, I used to sell to these places when I worked in the radio <laughs> biz years ago. He said um that he didn't frequent bars very much like big bars like that um while he was around but he spent time there getting to know the owners and selling them radio spots apparently that was a big that was big money spend (laughs) that's how i know all these names like Mm -hmm. i just remember the radio ads and like they all had the fishbowl drinks or you know huge fishbowls where you had all these multiple straws you could group drink out of with which are so out these days right (laughs) yeah can you imagine doing that now It's it's just one fishbowl per person. Like we all need the booze. <laughs> we all, all in our own, own fishbowl fish drinking at this point. All right. Uh, let's see. So favorite local bars now. We want to highlight some local spots. Obviously, I love um, Zanzibar, but I'm sorry I couldn't remember the name. Of it. Uh, <laughs> I swear it's uh, it's uh, age catching up with me or something. But uh, um, you know, I I, I loved. Uh, um, I hadn't been there since the pandemic started, but uh, um, the brewery uh, here in J-Town, uh, Third Turn Breweries. Oh, yeah, one place. of my favorites. Um, and, yeah, I think we've talked about We give, like, so much love to Third Turn. Right. Uh, <laughs> third Turn, do you want to sponsor time. us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call us. We'll, we'll set that up. Uh, we, uh, we, we talk about Third Turn a lot, but uh, any other um, 
any other favorites around town? And when was the last time you went? Uh, I've sat outside it at Against the Green Public House, which is like a block and a half from my house several times. Like I kind of I'll go out for like a long walk. And if this there's they only have like two or three tables. So if one's open, I'll like grab a seat, and grab a grab a beer there. Um, but, I, you know, I was a frequent uh, visitor to Zanzibar when for bands. Um, obviously, that's not happening right now. And then uh, also been to Gravely a couple times. They have a nice outdoor area. Um, so I've been here and there, uh, mainly to stuff that's around my house. One of my, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, go ahead. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do when I have some spare time, I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, so it's, it's kind of rare, but I'll hop on my bike and try to get a little exercise in and, but also cap it off with some drinks or some food. I've discovered a trifecta bars on Shelby street that have recently, well, two of them have recently opened. One of them is a little bit older, but Toasty's Tavern. I texted Shay the other day just a couple of days ago when I went there and, or the H and Atrium Brewing, which is just a couple blocks away. And then, um, trouble bar. So it's like this trifecta of bars in this Shelby park area that yeah. are really cool, especially yeah. toasties. It's so warm and inviting. And I just, I really, really want to try toasties. I've tried mm-hmm. before the pandemic, I tried to go to uh, trouble bar like four or five times. And every time I went, they were closed for us like a private event. And I was yeah. like, I guess I'm not cool enough to go here. yet. <laughs> I went to trouble bar once and it was at a private event. So oh, cool. Story. Atrium out. has an awesome yep. outdoor the atrium brewing their outdoors are really cool all right well um i guess we'll switch gears here and talk about uh, another story that was uh it's been very popular this week um on louisvillebusinessfirst.com we had a story about the best places to live in the u.s and one kentucky city made the list what was it shay yeah um well if you haven't clicked, you know, mute your speakers and go click and read it. But uh, it's uh, it's Bowling, Bowling Green, um, obviously south of here, home to Western Kentucky University, uh, where Brooke went. Yeah. And, um, you know, mid-sized college town, not far from Nashville. And it ends up on a lot of these lists. Um, you know, it's a pretty area. It is pretty. It's got a lot of hills. Hilly and, and, yeah. yeah. And uh, town vibe and um, yeah. Brooke can tell you about some of the bars there. Maybe I've, uh, <laughs> I've only been like kind of through Bowling Green. Um, but yeah, that was the one Kentucky t- city. Um, and they looked at cities up to a million people. So, um, Louisville could have made that list cause it was just sit, you know, city limit population, but Louisville did not, Indianapolis did not uh, make the list, but some other lo- kind of larger regional cities, Cincinnati was on there somewhere, Columbus, Ohio. Hmm. Um, that, that That's made good. it. The Cincy made it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you said there were like several college towns on this. Uh, is there, were there any other uh, that, that come to mind? Or? Yeah, well, as far as Indiana goes, uh, two cities made the list. Uh, Bloomington, where IU is, which is where Haley went. So we've got representation from all, all of those on there. And I grew up very close to there. Uh, was number 50 on the list. Uh, Bowling Green was in the 80s somewhere. And then Carmel, which is a affluent suburb of Indianapolis, north of there. But I thought it was interesting that the um, – it's like livability.com was the website that ranked these that said that Carmel you know, features a diverse population, which is, I don't think is correct. <laughs> it's, Basically it's pretty, the it's only light. thing I know about Carmel, Indiana is that it's an affluent place. Yeah, <laughs> because I see it on these lists of like um, affluent, you know, Indiana, or, you know, regional areas. So. Right. And then, but across like the hundred that I, you know, scrolled through when I was checking to see what all Kentucky cities were on there was, you know, a lot of 
you know, a lot of mid-sized college towns that showed, showed mm-hmm. up on there as, lo- as, long, um, as well as suburbs like Carmel. So like, you know, suburbs of Denver or suburbs of Boston and um, that would show up on these lists of mm-hmm. kind of best places to live. And, and if you click, you know, if you read the story and click on the link, it kind of gives a breakdown of um, what they rank these on. Now, Brooke, did you live there or were you kind of um, stayed at the dorms and then uh, headed back after the semester was over? Uh, So it was a little different every year um, of college. I mean, I lived there for three and a half years. My last year, I was commuting back and forth because I'd already started my job at Business First. Mm -hmm. So um, I was driving to Bowling Green back and forth two days a week. Um, Wow. yeah, I would drive. I would drive down, <laughs> go to class, come back from class, like drive all the way back, and then go to work at business first in the evening. So oh it gosh. was. I don't. I don't know how I did that, but uh, you know, youth. Um, yeah, I guess you have more energy when you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So Bowling Green is a great little college town. Like I enjoyed every minute of being down there. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely deserves to be on the list. Um, and it's only grown since I left. Um, I remember we were so upset that we didn't have an olive garden that it had closed before we, <laughs> we went there. Now they have an olive garden, not that now olive garden is like not a thing anymore, but, yeah. um, we'll but do favorite chain restaurants next time. <laughs> <laughs> but as like 19 year olds, we were like, come on, unlimited breadsticks and salad. Come on. How do you beat um, that? Right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's only grown like it. I mean, I don't even recognize the campus driving through. So yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful city to, to go visit. So mm-hmm. and to live there. Corvette Museum too, right? Yeah, Corvette yep. Museum. Um, they had their own version of um, like Huber's down there. And it mm. was um, Cheney's Dairy Barn. Uh, and they did a corn maze and it just was like the, be- it was kind of like the best of both worlds. It was like a little bit of a bigger city. No, I mean, obviously not as big as Louisville, but it had like a lot of like small town charms to mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, let's see. That's a good way to describe it. Um, where would you live in Kentucky or Indiana if it wasn't here in, in the Louisville area? Uh, Haley, I'll go with you since you just, uh, you just moved recently and we're probably looking at a lot of different places. Yeah. So uh, my husband was insistent that we stay on the Indiana side of the river. Um, he likes it over here because it's a little bit more, uh, laid back and uh, less fun. <laughs> no, no offense to Indiana. We, we like it here. We moved to Corridan. Um, we really like it out here in Harrison County because it's uh, uh, kind of recreational. There's a lot of, you know, hiking trails and um, caves. I can tell from and, your Instagram feed, you're always on a trail somewhere, it looks like. Yeah, I hike a lot. Um, every weekend that I can um, spare a couple hours to go to the park, I'll go out to O'Bannon. We used to go to Charlestown State Park back when we lived in Jeffersonville. Um, so I live in Corden, but um, if I had to pick another place to live, um, it would probably be in between Bloomington and Nashville, Indiana, which is up where Shay referenced. I lived in Bloomington for three and a half years, and Nashville is just, um, it's Brown County, so it's very scenic. Um, that's where my husband and I got married, and um, I could see us having like a little cabin out in the woods in between those two cities. Although you can't afford it. I mean, just housing prices there. I have a couple of friends that still live in Bloomington that decided to stay after college because it hooks you in and then you can't leave. (laughs) Um, But you can't really afford to like buy a house there unless you 
become like an IE professor or something. I don't know. Um, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. Uh, Jason, how about you? Hmm, man. Uh, Haley alluded to Nashville. That's a great place to uh, escape to. So, um, they got the shops and, you know, you have the Brown County forest. So you, so you can kind of do both. I know Shay goes up there a lot, gets, has a cabin, uh, rents a cabin. So it's a great getaway. Yeah. Um, as far as college towns, I went to uh, Muncie up in Ball State. So it's a, uh, it's not, it's not a blooming. I was going to say, is, is Muncie like, <laughs> like I hadn't actually been to Muncie. It, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's improving. Uh, from the what campus I hear. is pretty nice. The campus I is mean, beautiful. I love the campus, but yeah, Muncie itself is, uh, uh needed some work over the years. But if you guys watch downtown Park, is coming up, <laughs> if you guys watch Parks and Rec, there's this like long running joke about this guy who's got a vacation house in Muncie. <laughs> <laughs> and he like talks about it like it's some exotic destination like oh i'm going to muncie <laughs> oh yeah i remember our trip to muncie it's exotic all right for its own reasons <laughs> yeah. but, uh, i went to ball i went to ball state too and it, it's very different like iu feels like a part of bloomington like it's you know it, it, it i don't want to iu say it, is it, bloomington yeah kind of <laughs> whereas there's in and it's even like how you come into Muncie, like if you, the, the highway you come in on, kind of the first thing you come to really, other than some hotels and chain restaurants is Ball State. So like, it's almost like if you're going to Ball State, you never go any farther and you, you know, other, now downtown's a lot nicer uh, in Muncie. There's an awesome bar there called, speaking of bars called the Herat, which is an awesome beer bar. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you would spend, you know, your four or five years in at Ball State and like kind of hardly ever go to Muncie. I mean, you know, the outside of campus. It was mm. just a different field in Bloomington. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask, just ask this for whoever wants to answer it, but uh, do you feel like you you live in the correct state? So we have some both Kentucky and Indiana people here. I think maybe I'm more of an Indiana guy. I hate what? how in Kentucky, really? I'm, I'm born and raised in Kentucky, but I hate how Kentucky resents Louisville and like seems to like everyone outside of Louisville hates Louisville. And I don't feel that way about Indiana. I worked there for uh, seven years and um, you know, I lived in Kentucky while I was working there, but it seemed like everybody kind of had like an attachment to Indianapolis and it was like more cohesion between the state and like it had a defined place that it was, whereas Kentucky feels like more of a divided place. I don't know. Maybe that was just all in my head. Um, For the record, uh, Indiana is cohesive, except everyone who doesn't live in Carmel doesn't like Carmel. <laughs> that's just the, is that right? Yeah, that's just the inside so joke. So Carmel is the Louisville. <laughs> kind of. They're, One they're word, just, man, roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can't drive there. They have like figure eight roundabouts. Um, and it's Pleasantville. They card you when you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but for the most part, Indiana like doesn't have very much separation. We all kind of agree that we're in the same weird boat. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like Louisville people like oh, it's it's Louisville's its own thing and Kentucky's its own thing, and there's just no cohesion. I don't like that. I wish it wish it wasn't yeah. that way. I think with uh, with in the I think southern like extreme southern Indiana like Clark Floyd counties like there is this sort of weirdness where people feel like. Um, you know, having lived there and worked there some, um, you know, people maybe identify more with Louisville than with Indy. And then also kind of have this rivalry where like, you know, they feel kind of the stepchild to Louisville. Um, but then also feel that like, it, like Indianapolis pays, like 
you know, state government and the city of Indianapolis pays attention to Indianapolis North, but not Indianapolis South, because most of the other cities of any size are, you know, aside from Evansville are North of Indy, you know, Fort Wayne, South I've Bend, heard this before, the region. Yeah. So, uh, but I think, yeah, in general, I grew up in Indiana, the state, like people, if you asked your opinion about Indianapolis and in, in Terre Haute or in Muncie or in Bloomington, people are like, Oh yeah, Indianapolis is pretty cool. We go there to watch the Colts or the Pacers and there's good restaurants and there's not this like, you know, those crazy liberals in Louisville. Like I mean, there is that kind of opinion about Bloomington because yeah. it, it's a very progressive city um, compared to the rest of Indiana. So, I mean, some people, especially like just regular residents of Bloomington kind of have a disdain for, um, some people have a disdain for like all the university crowd that comes in there with their liberal ideas. But they're absolute uh, ideas. Yeah, but... For, Yeah, for the most part, I don't know. But for the record, I would say I lived in Illinois for um, a year. um, And everyone in Illinois feels that same way about Chicago. They think Chicago should be its own state and not part of Illinois because Southern Illinois is like very rural and um, they feel very upset with the way that that government has been handling things basically because all of their politicians are based in Chicago. So that's a fun fact. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. We're not alone here in Kentucky. And plus Louisville is not the capital. So, um, you know, people probably do feel that attachment to Frankfurt, but um, I don't know. I go to Frankfurt and I don't, I feel more attached to Louisville than Frankfurt. I'm not from Louisville. So, (laughs) so I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's weird. We should work on it. Um, (laughs) Growing up in Foy's Knobs and, uh, you know, living in Louisville now, it's, um, I know growing up, Louisville was always the big city, you know, it was like, oh God, they're going to go across the river and go downtown. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, there's a synergy now, I think, you know, between the two, but, uh, you know, I think Southern Indiana folks think Louisville folks look down on them and, you know, I think Louisville folks, uh, you know, we're not going to go to Southern Indiana. Why would we go there? So there is that. There's, there was that, like a lot of jokes to that effect for a while, but I feel like it's gotten better. I don't know. I mean, with the bridges Southern, and, Southern Indiana uh, was just packed. I went there uh, Saturday, like to Jeffersonville and the riverfront and stuff. And I've never seen it so busy. There were like limousines of people like pulling up to these bars um, wow. and like bachelorette <laughs> parties. And like some people were wearing Can't be masks. Doing that. Yeah, uh, some people were wearing masks, some people weren't, um, but it was just, like, so popular, and I wondered, like, if the crowd that would normally be at 4th Street Live ended up in Jeffersonville that <laughs> Saturday, um, so I feel like it's definitely, like, becoming a hit place to go, especially since uh, Indiana is a little bit more lax on capacity restrictions right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like we have three minutes left on this call, so we better wrap it up. Um, before we sign off, we'll say our social media handles. Uh, we'll go around the room here. Brooke, why don't you start us off? You can find me on Instagram at at btimmons26. I would give you my Twitter handle, but I don't use it. So you can find me. But. <laughs> F Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, Jason, about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas. And I'm very active on LinkedIn, just under my name, Jason Thomas. All right, Haley. Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitter at BFLewHaley. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all of those things. All right. And um, Shay? I mainly play around on Twitter at my name, at Shay Van Hoy. Um, you can find me there. And then trying to play around more on LinkedIn as well. So 
seems yeah. like activities picking up a little bit there with people working remotely connecting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter at BF Lou David and I'm on Instagram at D man 3001 and LinkedIn as well. Um, that's all we have for you this week. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the Excess Louisville podcast on popular services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Jason, Haley, Shay, and Brooke. And thank you guys for listening at home. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.